0: Hey, you're listening to Quad Dot Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission: advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. This is season eight, episode 172. The New Jerusalem is a place of eternal relationships. It's number two in a ten-part minicast covering the Plain Revelation series, chapters 21 to 22, verse five. But the New Jerusalem is a place of eternal relationships. Specifically, it is the dwelling place of God with men. Chapter 21 verse 3 says, Then I heard a loud voice from the throne. Look, God's dwelling is with humanity, and he will live with them. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them and will be their God. Now we see that God merges his permanent residence with us. God tabernacles with us. The word tabernacle here refers to the transcendent celestial tent a dwelling metaphor which is an extension of the earthly tabernacle of Moses where God's glory resided among the children of Israel. The tabernacle was the temporary place of worship that the Israelites built according to God's specifications while wandering the desert and used until King Solomon built the temple. The word tabernacle is a translation of the Hebrew word mishkan which means dwelling place. Technically a tabernacle is a tent. Today we view the tent as a temporary dwelling but in Old Testament times Such tents were the permanent dwellings of nomadic people. Now we see the full manifestation and the result of the incarnate Christ coming to earth is now a blessed reality that we live forever with the Father, and He comes to dwell with us. The metaphor stands for the Shekinah glory of God in the old tabernacle, the true tabernacle of which it was a picture. God is now Emmanuel in fact, as was true of Christ. Also, we are God's property and we will be possessed and enjoyed and controlled by God exclusively. Some may have a problem with the concept that we are possessed or bought by God and that we are controlled by God, but my friend, when we look at the alternative, that of being under the death and penalty of sin, that to become the possession of Almighty God who is love and grace and mercy and kindness and joy and blessing and deity, that is a fantastic thing. That is a thing to celebrate because he buys us to give us our lives back. And the Bible makes it clear that we were bought with a price, that being the blood of Jesus Christ, and that his life was given as a ransom for many. A ransom is something that's paid for someone or on someone's behalf who's being held captive by a possessor. And the Bible makes it clear that God has bought us back from sin. And with that, he gives us life eternal. It's possible for the New Jerusalem to be a place of eternal relationships Because of the fact that God merges his permanent residence with us, because of the fact that we are God's property and will be possessed and enjoyed and controlled by God exclusively forever, and also because God is with us forever, it says that he will be with them forever. God says, my dwelling place will be with them. In Ezekiel chapter 37, 27, and I will be their God and they will be my people. Zechariah chapter 2, verse 10, it says, Daughter Zion, shout for joy and be glad. For I am coming to dwell with you. This is the Lord's declaration. Friend, having been in the gospel ministry since I was 17, I've seen a lot come and go in Christ's kingdom work. Tragically, the debate over modern music in the local church grew to the level of hateful rhetoric, up to and including church splits over the disagreement. Spiritual infants at best and spiritually lost people at worst were the people who framed the debate and took a side. In the end, we now have churches who either sing all contemporary worship songs or old gospel hymns. If a contemporary church sings the old hymns, normally it's done in a new arrangement where it's barely recognizable. Personally, as a music lover from a very young age and a trained musician myself, I love all music. Having gone away from hymns for some time, actually for many years, I now find myself seeking out old original recordings of the classic hymns sung in their original style. Somehow against the backdrop of the grief and sadness of today, it brings my soul peace. I mention hymns because, as I was preparing this episode, an old hymn came to mind, and it was floating through my head. Jim Hill wrote a song back in the 1950s titled, What a Day That Will Be. He first shared the song through his gospel quartet, Golden Keys Quartet. Listen to the words. There is coming a day when no heartache shall come, no more clouds in the sky, no more tears to dim the eye. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day, glorious day that will be. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. And I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. There'll be no sorrow there, no more burdens to bear. No more sickness, no more pain, no more parting over there. And forever I will be with the one who died for me. What a day, glorious day that will be. I've included a link in the show notes to a video of Jim singing his original song, recorded when actually he was an old man. I hope you'll listen to it and take just a few moments to think about how wonderful it will be to finally be home in heaven with our eternal God and Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.